0: Join them as they talk about why it is always worthwhile to take care in business.
1: This season's podcast is brought to you by Sexton's Creek Productions, an independent design agency offering video production, audio production, web development, digital media design, and much more. They believe in pushing creative boundaries to achieve excellence and taking a unique, collaborative approach to every project. They believe brand equals reputation, and that businesses with the best brands are those who develop a bond of trust and shared values with their audience. It can be a real struggle for businesses to gain the trust of their audience when they can't represent themselves accurately or consistently. That's why Sexton's Creek Productions was created, to help businesses communicate in an authentic and consistent manner. Learn more about building trust with an audience by visiting Sexton'sCreekProductions.com Hey Kathy. Hey, how are you Vicky?
0: I'm doing pretty good. Good. I've really I um in prep for our interview today. I was thinking about really awesome fundraisers. Right, you know. Mm-hmm. And I went to one recently mm. that I thought was so fun. They did really well. They raised a ton of money. It was for um, Ronald McDonald House. They had a day. It was a was it a Saturday or a Sunday? But it was a day fundraiser on the weekend, and okay. we played bingo.
1: Oh, bingo's so fun. I yes. love bingo. Right. I, I like to tell people that I'm particularly skilled at bingo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Which is a real art it to be is. skilled at bingo. That and whack-a-mole,
1: you know? So... <laughs>
0: Oh, well, I just thought it was really. it was it was just unique and it was different. Yeah. And in early June, I participated in a fundraising program with the American Cancer Society. Um, and it was their pre- premier program called Researchers. Now that's research, but think of hers in right. all caps at the right. end, so it's research, hers, hers you know yeah. um, and it was designed specifically to raise awareness about and for women cancer researchers. And it was a premier program, and I just knew that I needed to be an ambassador and part of the campaign, and so I asked the American Cancer Society, Indianapolis chapter here, if they would be willing to arrange for someone to come on the podcast then to talk about how the campaign had fared and to talk about the women that will be impacted by the money, which is really two groups, right? It's the women um, that are impacted, the the, the the researchers and the patients. Yeah. Yeah. And so today we have Anne Lane, who is the senior manager of hospital systems at the American Cancer Society. And she works as the relationship manager between the Indy chapter and the funded researchers here. Uh-huh. And then we also have Melissa Profit Schmidt, who, who is a managing partner with Ice Miller. And she was one of the co-chairs
1: for the campaign here in Indianapolis. So welcome. Thank you. So, uh, Melissa, how did you get involved with this? I, I, we've met each other, it's fun to see you again. I know you're really um, philanthropic. We worked together on a Dress for Success campaign years ago. I know you're well sought after to do, um, to do fundraising, volunteerism, so how did this strike a chord with you?
2: Well, one of my former law partners, Greg Pemberton, who retired some time ago, has been involved with American Cancer Society for decades and it is a cause very near and dear to his heart. And so he reached out to me and said, yeah, I know you're incredibly busy and you have a lot on your plate, but just listen to what this is and would you maybe consider being involved and actually co-chairing the campaign? And so as he described um, this initiative, it became an absolute no-brainer to me that um, I wanted to be involved in this initiative, which really focuses on women who are in the field of medical and science, research, discovery, and trying to cure cancer.
1: Mm -hmm. And in our pre-interview, you said you had sort of a a personal connection to this as well. Sure. Um, My husband is a surgical
2: oncologist, and he has specialized his entire career um, helping women with breast cancer. And so for the first 17 years of his practice in the state of Indiana, he was the only person who specialized in this area. And so because of that, I became very aware of the power of women and the power of their voices to ensure that research dollars are allocated to cancers that are specific to women. Um, and he said basically over the years, because of women's voices and their marching and they're being out on the streets and doing walks, um, an amazing amount of research dollars has been allocated to fight this disease. And as a result, since he started, uh, the cure rate was around 50 to 55 percent, and now it's close to 90 percent.
0: Wow. Yeah, well, that's exactly why I got involved. My mom died of breast cancer when I was 16, and it was her second bout of breast cancer, you know, so that was, um, she was only 39, so that was, you know, it was a very long time ago. And I've since had college, you know, right. sorority sisters and things who, you know, have faced it. and because of these statistics that you just said, you know, they've they've survived and are in remission. And it just seems highly possible that you can survive breast cancer
2: if you're diagnosed with it. So through this research, what they've discovered are a couple different things. There are many different kinds of breast cancer that require completely different kinds of treatment. And uh, many decades ago, it was just the same treatment for all kinds of cancer, Mm -hmm. chemotherapy. Right. And for many kinds of cancer, chemotherapy, does nothing to solve and you know try to cure the cancer. And so they've now learned so much about these different types of cancers and have very targeted treatments. So not only are people living longer, they're also having a much higher quality of life during the treatment stage. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, it's, it's wild. So now what I thought was interesting too was that this was the first time that the researchers campaign Hers, has, yeah. i know <laughs> has taken place but it was also not just indianapolis but some other markets yes
2: yeah, so we were one of 15 cities that were selected and it was really a great honor because when you look at some of the cities they're very significant in terms of their size and their placement within the united states and so for indianapolis to be chosen was a really high honor and i think it's really a testament to the amazing hospital institutions that we have throughout the state as well as the uh, medical schools that we have. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: What were some of the other states? Um, We had like San Francisco and Los Angeles, Washington, um, and and then entire states were targeted like Michigan and Kentucky. Mm -hmm. Um, So we were just uh, very very fortunate to have this being offered to us. And we
0: in Indy were the top or the se- second to the top? top. We, we were,
2: were the we top. We were the top. Number one. Um, That's amazing. Number Isn't that awesome? Yeah. Proceeds were obtained and we exceeded our goal by $34,000 to date. Um, and what was also really exciting about it, we not only had women that contributed their own money and their own time and tried to reach out to other women, we also had a significant amount of corporate sponsorship. So the corporations that employ these women were very um, um, invested in terms of providing sponsorships and matching dollars. Oh
1: Yeah, yeah, I noticed that. So um, how are the re- researchers, like, how are they chosen? Do you know that, or was that something Ann would know? Um, that's something Anne would know.
3: Yeah, I'm happy to um, speak Hi, to Anne. that. A little bit. Hi, thank you so much um, for letting me join you this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, well, currently we have twelve research grants in effect in Indiana, totaling more than seven million dollars. And currently, we are proud to say that half of those researchers and half of those dollars are going to women researchers. So, and I have the privilege of, of working with some of them uh, myself on occasion. So, we have a great pool of of people here that we could talk to um, when, when this campaign was first getting started. And this being the inaugural year, you know, there was um, a lot of conversation around it, a lot of questions going back and forth. Um, and since we had some, some great researchers right here in Indiana to speak to um, and to get their input. And some of them became um, researchers, champions of the campaign themselves that really helped us get the ball rolling. Um, and then as you'd mentioned as well, there was a, a large amount of corporate, Um, support in the Indianapolis area as well that really kind of helped it get going um, and helped the campaign be very successful in the first year. So we're very proud of that and we're very appreciative of the support. Do
0: you know, Anne, if they're, I assume they're doing it again next year, uh, are they going to expand into even more cities?
3: Um, Yes, there are plans to expand um, in coming years and the details of that are still kind of being addressed on how that's going to shape up Um, but we do plan on continuing this work
0: how many women in in in, gosh in indy that's hard to say uh participated as ambassadors
2: we had approximately 43 ambassadors and as an ambassador you were asked to either give $2,500 yourself or, or raise that money through your friends and your connections and then also um uh, tell, tell your personal stories that might have um, impacted you with regard to individuals with cancer, including um, several of the ambassadors themselves. And then also to try to engage the corporate community to be involved as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Did the other cities have, I'm still so blown away that we were number one, <laughs> did they have uh,
2: around 40 ambassadors too? Or did it vary from city to f- by state? Or Yeah, and I'm not really sure. Do you, do you know the answer to that question, how the other states and cities... We don't have a
3: lot of details on it. Um, I, I know it did it did go well in other markets as well, but I think kind of the beauty of this campaign, it, it sort of mirrored um, our research program in general. There was sort of a ripple effect. You know, there were women who were the champions of this campaign. Um, they got support from their circles, and people reached out to their friends, and they reached out to people that they knew. And so the effects and, and the, the money that was raised and the support was, expanded out so much farther than the few people that that it initially started with. Um, And that's really been the story of the American Cancer Society's research program. You know, it's this initial investment in our, you know, investigators, the discoveries that they make um, in, in many times end up being contributions that turn in down the road to cancer breakthroughs, even in different areas than we'd anticipated. And so, um, getting the ball rolling and, and getting people that opportunity to be a part of something um, that can be very far-reaching has been empowering, I think, for women in this campaign.
2: Indianapolis also has a significant amount of highly engaged women that are in high-level positions of mm-hmm. leadership, um, CEOs and CFOs throughout the Indianapolis area and the state of Indiana, and um, We're well aware and talk a lot about the pay disparities and the disparities in leadership that women suffer from Mm -hmm. um, in, in lots of different industries, but in particular in the math and science industries. And so um, there's a lot of dialogue that's been going on in our city for some period of time about this discrepancy. And so there was a real keen appreciation for the importance of supporting this and having other women support other women Mm -hmm. um, to be successful in this initiative.
1: That was kind of one of my questions, um, but just that corporate support. It, it, was that? Do you feel like that was a really important part, or was there a little bit of strategy behind that in terms of enlisting that?
2: I think it was um, actually the women that were the ambassadors really um, brought in their corporations with them. Um, Eli Lilly, which is an amazing organization that does, um, as you know, a tremendous amount of work in the health industry. Um, they were on board. Um, Roche. Um, was on board, and then an entity called HOPE was very actively engaged providing hmm. matching dollars. And I think that we're just very well aware there's a lot of discussion about the discrepancy between men and women with regard to pay and with regard to leadership positions. So, for instance, right now, um, less than 12% of directors at the National Cancer Institutes are women. Um, and wow. so, although we're at parity with regard to jobs now in healthcare, and with research so between the men and women, the leadership roles are not there. Um, and so that's, that's been a, a real problem that we've been trying to address, and, and a, sort of another really bad statistic is with regard to the National Institute of Health, grants that are provided to men and women, first-time grantees, men get $41,000 more in grants than women do. There's no history here of, wow, we have to overcome 20 years of pay discrepancy. The bottom line is, in this day and age right now, men are getting $41,000 on average more grant money than women. There's just got to be an unconscious bias going on there. Mm -hmm. And so um, we just know know we have a lot more to do. And by highlighting the talent of these women researchers, we really hope to change the needle. And I don't think any of this is intentional, but we want people to be more thoughtful about what they're doing and realize the importance of equality in this regard
1: yeah well That's definitely awesome. has given me something to think about i mean i i don't really think about research that much you know it's, it's a it's a real stretch but certainly this issue of um disparities is, is one that that we're very familiar with and um so it's interesting just that different lens on it as well uh-huh. it yeah. is yeah mm-hmm.
0: well gosh thank you so much for coming on sure. and giving us a little bit more information on how it went and um, the the future of it, and probably next year we'll have to do an update on how, how much better we get even in Indy and as a national American Cancer Society organization. Um, but thank you, and Anne, thank you for hopping on last minute.
1: Well, and I guess just, uh, yes, thank you, Anne. and just one last thing. Yeah. How can people get more
3: information about this? Oh, yes, this? yes, yes, yes.
2: So, Anne, what's the best way to connect um, with regard to the American Cancer Society on this?
3: Um, we would encourage people to reach out to their local ACS office, um, whether they've got questions about the research program, researchers program, or anything else um, that we do, we would be happy to share more information um, and get
1: you connected. And what's that, what, I mean, what is a, the American, is it American Cancer? I think it's ACS.org.
3: It yes, cancer.org is um, our website, and there's live chat available on there if you want to talk to somebody directly, and also just a plethora of information. available online.
1: Great. And if listeners didn't hear that, you said it was cancer.org, correct? Yes. All right. Well, you guys, thank you so much for the tremendous work that you're doing on behalf of so many of us. And um, thank you for taking some time to talk with us today and our listeners.
2: Thank you. And thank Thank you you you. for for highlighting this. I really appreciate it. And hopefully, you know, we've got our young young daughters out there to try to show mentors and um, people that are caring about this so that we have more and more of them go into this research.
0: Wonderful. Thank you. Let's give a big thank you to Matthew Soce, our podcast engineer. You can visit the Taking Care in Business website at takingcareinbusiness.com.
1: Or just visit us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook at Taking Care in Biz. That's Taking Care in B-I-Z. If you have questions or comments, you can email us at any time at info at
0: Thank you for joining us today, and until next time, take Take care care in in business. business.
1: This season's podcast is brought to you by Sexton's Creek Productions, an independent design agency offering video production, audio production, web development, digital media design, and much more. They believe in pushing creative boundaries to achieve excellence and taking a unique, collaborative approach to every project. They believe brand equals reputation, and that businesses with the best brands are those who develop a bond of trust and shared values with their audience. It can be a real struggle for businesses to gain the trust of their audience when they can't represent themselves accurately or consistently. That's why Sexton's Creek Productions was created, to help businesses communicate in an authentic and consistent manner. Learn more about building trust with an audience by visiting Sexton'sCreekProductions.com.